Every day is an opportunity for you to learn something that sets your home improvement or home services business apart from the competition. Let's make today one of those days. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt here with Hatch and another episode of Built By. Hope everything's going awesome for you on this Thursday, March 11th. Also known as 311 Day if you had terrible music tastes like I did in high school. Today is a very interesting episode. Um, we're not talking specifically about marketing. Um, we touched on it a little bit, but um, it's cool to get perspective from the other side. And when I say the other side, I don't mean like the dark side. I don't mean anything like that. Uh, I mean from the sales side. Um, my guest today, Steve Glaze, is the VP of sales over at Smart Exteriors. You know, one of the reasons I was so excited to connect with Steve today over at Smart Exteriors is because, you know, if you look at their website, um, you would think they've been around for, you know, 40, 50 years um, they have a well-established brand. Um, their marketing is locked tight. They've got you know eBooks that you can download, not just quote requests. Um, all of these things, and I was very surprised they've only been around for four years. They're just doing things differently, and it's definitely paying off for them. And as Steve will mention later in the episode, if you do kind of an overall look at like the company makeup of where their leads are coming from and what appointments are booking, um, it's like. 90% organic inbound and 10% referrals. Um, they don't have an advertising budget. I mean, literally they don't put any money into advertising. Uh, it's all, you know, Steve doing podcasts, getting his name out there, getting the brand out there, um, really honing in on the website, making things really cool. And it's working for them. Uh, it's really a organic engine that works well. And really the bulk main topic of our conversation today is something that I think Steve has nailed down. And that is the relationship between sales and marketing. And working in a symbiotic relationship, I failed biology, but I think it's symbiosis. Uh, a symbiotic relationship where they're lockstep pumping out things on the marketing side that are directly attributing qualified leads to the sales team. Um, and things are just clicking over there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Steve is going to give some insight into what he looks for when he's hiring a sales rep that can actually capitalize on the leads that marketing is generating. And it's not what you think. It's not the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, coffees for closers type guys. Uh, there's another personality trait that he looks for that we're going to dive into. Um, super interesting stuff. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and kick the episode off. Again, this is Steve Glaze, VP of sales over at Smart Exteriors. I hope you enjoy. I started when I was uh, in high school. I started I was like 16, and I was my dad owned a roofing business. And uh, you know, hailstorm came to town, and my job was you know go out and knock doors and get leads. And you know, it's it's amazing the difference um, how easy that was 20 years ago versus today. I remember in the, in the hailstorm, a storm restoration 
industry that used to be so easy. I mean, because they, they would call the people in the phone book and those people would all be busy and say, we can't get out there for two or three weeks. And then here I would come knocking on the door and say, you know, would you like an estimate? And they were like, Oh my God, yes. You know, and they would, you get, you got to talk to my neighbor too. And I got people from church that need us, you know, and it was just like, that was the easiest thing in the world. Um, you know, fast forward, it stayed that way until I would say 2008, 2009, when, you know, kind of the, the new home building crashed. I think everybody jumped into it and it was like night and day we would go. And next thing you know, there's like 30 people knocking on the door and, and they're just like, there's signs up that say, you know, if you're a roofer, you know, stay off my yard, I'm gonna shoot you or something, you know? And so it was really bad and it got really, really tough. But, um, you know, through that, obviously I learned the value of a lead. Um, I learned how to, how to get, you know, go out and self-generate. Um, and so that was, that was a, a big thing. And then, um, you know, the storm damage restoration business in itself is very competitive. I mean, even back when getting the leads were easy, you know, you're still, there's four or five guys at the time, you know, that they're talking to and, and they're all pitching the same thing. And so it, you, you got to, you got to sharpen the saw. You've got to master the sales process. You got to get good at it, you know, and, and, uh, it's not good enough to just show up and go through the motions. You won't, you won't be successful. And so those are some of the things that, you know, some of the things I learned over the years and, and I, that I take from the early years. Gotcha. So, you know, jumping over to smart exteriors where you've been since mm -hmm. 2017 as a VP of sales, um, you know, coming into this role, um, walk me through that first year, you know, when you first started, what was your, what was your thought process? Was it, you know, did you run leads first? Did you, uh, you know, hire a rep, you know, what was your process like then? So, you know, coming from that business, um, and starting my own business here locally and, and not really with a focus on, um, storm damage restoration, you know, the first issue you have is, you know, how do I get a lead? You know, I mean, how do I get the phone to ring or how do I get somebody to go talk to? And so, you know, I started, I think, like most people um, do, and that's they just purchase leads through like a home advisor or, uh, you know, something along those lines. And that's what I did. And I just went out and, and um, you know, presented based on my experience. You know, I relied a lot on, you know, my knowledge of the products, my experience dealing with homeowners and homes and things like that. And there was really no, no real process there. And so that made it um, really difficult to try and hire a, a new salesperson. So your options are either hire somebody who already has been trained and knows what they're doing and does it their way, you know, or you got to train somebody and, and, you can't train somebody without a process. And so for the first couple of years, I ran all the leads myself. I was basically doing everything, you know, I would run the leads, uh, watch the jobs, collect the jobs and, and do all of this until, um, you know, my marketing just kind of took over and I got so many leads that I just, I couldn't even keep up. And, um, you know, for me, my closing percentage, when it was just me and I started off, it was like 40%. And then it got all the way down to like 10% because I was just passing out estimates and I didn't even care if they wanted to do it or not. I had like 10 more to get to. And um, so I realized, okay, I got to do something. So that's where I started to develop a process and kind of put things uh, in, in an order and simplify everything, so really simplify it so that I could take someone who's maybe never done it before and, and teach them how I want it done and, and have them uh, go out and be successful. Gotcha. So it's interesting, you know, coming from, you know, mainly canvassing and then finding, you know, marketing really expanding. And what I'm hearing a lot from from a lot of 
uh, you know, home improvement exteriors companies is, you know, that that follow up is hard to do. A lot of companies rely on that one call close, it seems like, um, because they're they're strapped for time. They don't have, you know, the people and the processes in place. Um, did you, you know, that original philosophy that you kind of built? And it's interesting because you started from you really started, you know, hit, you hit the ground running. Um literally, you know, <laughs> running yeah, camp. Right. So, um, how long did it take uh, in terms of time after that first year where you kind of deviated from, you know, I can run most of these to I've got to, you know, get some help in here? Yeah. So it was basically year three and then it took me probably the fourth year to, um, to actually implement it, you know, like, but, um, years one and two, you know, I, I was cruising along, everything was pretty good. I was making, you know, a good living and, and, um, running my own leads and everything was great, but, um, you know, wanted to, to grow and, and continue to market and, and all these things. And so it started to take off in real year three, I realized, Hey, uh, I can't keep up. And so I started working on the processes and then year four started implementing hiring guys and, and, um, moving in that direction. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, I did a quick little, uh, you know, look at your website and stuff before we hopped on here. And I have to say, like, the marketing fundamentals that you guys have over at Smart Exteriors in place is phenomenal. I mean, mm -hmm. it's really one of the, the, the upper echelon of, of companies I've seen. The website looks really nice. Um, you're not just relying on, like, quotes and estimates. You're also putting out content for homeowners to download for that kind of longer term nurture and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you know, I think. I think I saw something porch recently named you like 2020 best general contractor in your, in your market as well. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Yeah. We've, we've, we've won some awards. Um, you know, there, there's been uh, several of them that, you know, um, blogger local and some of these things that we've done. And a lot of that's based on the marketing that we do, but, um, you know, we do a really good job for the customer as well. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It always helps on that review and referral and at the, the post job when they can uh, spread the gospel there, you know, all of this, is to say, you know, collectively, how does this all help you in your sales process and on your sales side um, versus, you know, when it wasn't pumping as well as it as it was in those early years? Yeah, so, you know, I think it lends credibility. I mean, that, that was the first, you know, I always say our website, you know, has kind of gone through, you know, phase one, two, and three. And phase one is I got to get something up that just says I'm a real business, you know, so that when somebody – Googles me or actually looks at my business card, goes to it and says, oh yeah, they, you know, it's like, if you don't have a website, you, you, you have nothing. And so I had to get that first website up and it looked pretty and, and it, um, you know, of course I had like stock images because I didn't have a lot of before and afters, but you know, and stuff like that. And, um, but it worked if it, it served its initial purpose, which was to provide some, some credibility. And then, um, after moving from the AdWords or to, from like buying leads, you know, I started purchasing AdWords to place higher on Google before the, you know, organic stuff kicked in. And um, I realized the importance of, you know, conversion optimization. And so that was phase two, you know, and so it was conversion. And then now it's just basically SEO and conversion. But um, all that to say that everything that we do, it, it just lends credibility. And, and when we go out and we give our sales presentation and we're telling people that, you know, you can expect a great experience when you do business with smart exteriors. Um, it's, it's believable because we've got the reviews to back it up. We've got the content to back it up. And, and um, I would say that, you know, 
10% of the people that we go and see have already decided they want to use us before we, you know, knock on the door and, and give them an estimate. Um, and so that that's huge. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's 10% that are probably ready to sign the dotted line by the time you get in there. That's awesome. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting, the, the branding and, and stuff, you know, I, I was reading a report recently that millennials had become the highest segment of home buyers now. And as a millennial myself, I've been reached out to by a couple of businesses, uh, for home services, things like that, that look super shoddy and like untrustworthy. So that brand, goes such a long way before you even step foot in the door. So that, that's a great point you made there. Um, you know, is that something you see? Is that, you know, is it, does it create kind of a comfort? It can, you know, does it raise the trust with homeowners when you have that brand presence that's so well established? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the, everything that we do, you know, from the, you know, these podcasts to, um, you know, the book that, you know, I've written and put on our website. Um, it's, it's to, position ourselves as the expert in our industry and in our market. And, um, you know, when people are searching for that home improvement project, uh, they go online, they're going to find us and they're going to see a lot of, um, you know, third party, you know, verification that, you know, we are who we say we are and, and we, we do a great job and they can trust us. And that's what we see when we go out there and talk to people. That's awesome, man. So I want to shift gears a little bit and really dive into kind of the the bulk of our topic today and um, what I was really excited to talk to you about, which was, you know, hiring the team that when you do have this influx of leads coming in, your marketing is taking off, you know, putting the right people in place to really capitalize on this inflow, if you will, of, of you know, leads and people interested um, so give me kind of a breakdown. Um, I know we talked, we connected earlier and you said you had two reps. I'd love to hear what those roles look like now in conjunction with yours. So my role, I, I run, I try, I try to run like one lead a week. Um, you know, it's usually a referral from an old customer or something like that. Um, so I don't run a lot of leads. Um, but my sales reps, that's all they do. I, I don't, um, you know, they don't manage jobs. They don't run for materials. They don't do any of that stuff. I just want them focused on being the best sales reps they can be. And, um, that seems to work pretty well. Um, this is a little different from like, you know, the roofing industry, you know, where I remember back when I started, it was like, we would sell the job, we'd watch the job, we collect the job, we did everything. Um, but it's hard to be good at everything. And, and, you know, when you're doing it all and, you know, if you could just focus on one thing and be really great at it. So that's what we try to do is free them up to do that. Um, the other thing is, you know, the type of people that we hire and that we look for is changed from, you know, my early days in the roofing business, it was all about, you know, finding that strong closer, you know, and, and, um, there, I love closers. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I want, I mean, our, to, to sum it up, I mean, we hire really good people that work hard, you know, and that's may sound cliche, but that's what we look for is people that care about the customers, um, you know, and that will, when I say work hard, I want somebody that will go out and give this presentation um, and follow the process on every single lead, regardless of what they think of the house, regardless of what they think of the people, you know, everybody gets the same experience and, um, you know, they're not just so concerned about, you know, wasting their time or just trying to get in, get out and things like this. I always, I preach it like crazy that if you just follow the process and work hard and do everything that, you know, we've trained you to do, you'll make a very good hourly rate. It's, it's huge, you know, and 
I know this because I surprised myself. I remember when I was selling and I, I made a commitment to actually give this presentation to every single person regardless and go through the process. Even if I walked up and I was like, there's no way these people are buying from me. And I'll be damned if some of them didn't buy, you know, I mean, I just, you surprise yourself. You can't judge it. You can't, you know, you're not always that good. And so I tell these guys and that's true. They, they get deals that they thought they had no chance of getting. And, you know, of course they don't get some of the deals that they thought they for sure had in the bag. So um, it just works out, but it, it's hard to find those guys, but you have to look for them and you have to, um, make that a priority over just, you know, someone who comes in and says, well, I closed this much or I sold a million dollars for this company last year. And it's, we're just a little different. You know, we, Google reviews are huge and customer feedback is important to to us. And I'll, I'll sacrifice a little bit. I'll take somebody with a little less closing percentage or a little less talent, even if they just, you know, do what we tell them and work hard. That's a amazing point you made, by the way. And it hadn't really occurred to me before, but you know, the difference between a closer and somebody that is, you know, disciplined and a hard worker. You think of the closer, you think of the the talent coming in and they'll one call close or they'll get discouraged and forget about it. And then, you know, you got the people that are disciplined, they're going to follow the regimen and, you know, get that job done, get that, you know, closed. I used to be that guy. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I, that was my thing is I was always like, I wanted to hurry up and just get to an objection so I could isolate, overcome and close, you know? And it was like, forget the whole sales presentation. You know, here's, I'd, I'd give them all the bad news first. Like here's, here's all the reasons, you know, you wouldn't want to do business with me. Now let's talk about it, you know? And then is there anything else? You know, I was just that guy and, you know, it, it, it kind of worked for me, but you know, as I, now I have my own business. I realize, you know, that's not the the experience that, you know, I want the customers to go through. And, and um, what we found is that if you do the process and you, you put in the effort and you do are disciplined, that you become a very good closer just by the fact that, you know, people, they see your marketing, they see everything that you've done. They have a good belief in the business. And then you come out and you, um, you know, follow that up with, Hey, these guys are very professional. They're not pushy. They just do what, you know, they, they have a process and they give a presentation and gosh, I just want to do business with them. You know, you, you don't have to be such a hard closer. It just, it just happens organically if you just follow the process. For sure. Um, yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I want to, you know, kind of get, I know we've talked a little bit about some of your marketing and, um, you know, your team and stuff. I would love to get like a high level overview. Like what is, if you don't mind sharing, like the, what is the pie chart, I guess, look like, you know, of your current, you know, lead flow and sales opportunities look like, is it lead generation versus cold calling, you know, something along those lines? So right now we do very little, um, I mean, I've got one rep that he goes and calls on insurance agents. That would be about the only cold calling we do. Um, 90% of our business is organic SEO at this point. Um, and then probably like the other 10% is like referrals. Um, so I think that as we want to grow, we're going to have to, you know, do some more things, but right now that's all we can handle. And I've been focusing on this last year and, and, and this, this year of just getting really good and efficient at what we're doing and not trying to grow too much. Um, and then I really want to take off once we get our, you know, everything lined up and I feel like, okay, we've got our systems in place and we can really just skyrocket, but, um, I want to do it right first and build that foundation and, and everything. So I think we're going to look into you know, we have to do more of like the home shows and the radio and some other things. But right now we're just booked with the stuff that comes in organically. That's all. It's almost like, 
It's like an engine that's constantly kind of running in the background that's just feeding you leads. Is that what it seems like on, on the sales front? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it just is, and it, it's it's taken. It takes a, a couple of years. You know, a year you start really seeing a return. Two years you really see the return. Um, but if you're just consistent with it, and um, it, you know, stay, stay with it, 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 it get good results. That's awesome. Um, I know we've we've touched briefly on. I think you've mentioned a couple of times the ebook that you have on your mm-hmm. website. So it's mm-hmm. not a direct sales opportunity. It's more of just you know starting the relationship, getting someone to give you their email, and you know, actioning the lead that way. Um, how do you approach that versus like a direct quote request um, as a sales team? So this is somewhere that I feel like is a weakness of ours. Um, so, and we get people that because of the podcasts and um, some of the other things that we do, we get people outside of our area quite a bit that actually download the book. Um, and so with that form, it's basically they download the book, they give us their email, and then it says, would you like someone to contact you for an estimate? And, you know, probably half of them say no, you know, and we don't do a good job of following up with that. Um, that's, that's something where you need to improve upon is, you know, at least an email, just an introductory, you know, maybe put them on something that they get at once a quarter or something like that. Um, but we're not at this point. And so then the the next step is the one people that say, yeah, we are interested. We reach out to them obviously and put them in the, in the pipeline and they go through the same process. I will tell you the people that download the book, read the book and ask us out for an estimate, they fall into that 10% of people that already want to use us before we show up. Um, it's, it's just been proven over and over again where they have had, I've done it. I've gone, actually gone out there and they tell me we're going to use you before I've even given them a price um, because they just have, they feel like you're the expert and that's who they want to go with. That's awesome. By the way, uh, it's got the perfect SEO name. It's, it's the Kansas city homeowners buying guide or, or something along those lines. Yes, there, there's definitely some some thought put into that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I know we're running up against time here, and I've had a fantastic conversation. And um, I love to end, you know, all of the podcasts with kind of a little goofy little segment, which is, you know, last tip before we dip. So, if there's one piece of advice that you could give um, anyone in the industry right now, uh, what would it be? Have a process for everything. Um, you, you just can't scale without a process and that that's from your sales process to your production processes to, you know, internal, just have a process for everything. That's awesome. Um, any like insight into, you know, places to look, if you're looking to build a sales process or is it more just trial and error and finding what works? For the sales process, um, I was fortunate, and one of the guys that I did hire came from the uh, Rodney Web system, and he he implements. So he helped me kind of go through that, and and that's a been great tool. So I, I recommend that. Um, you know, we also there's a um, Breakthrough Academy is a I don't know if you're familiar with them, but that's a program that we use. It basically helps you systemize your business and things like that, and we've had great success with that. And so I highly recommend those guys as well. Awesome. And just another couple of shout outs, you know, we partner with Grasso and, and Tony Hody and there's Dave Yoho. Yeah, there's so Tony, many. Tony's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good, you know, sales process coaches out there and they might not all be a good fit and you just have to find the one that find, that works with your team pretty well. So that's awesome that you've been able to find that and really lock that down. So um, Steve, thanks so much for joining me today, man. I, it seems like time flew by, but, Absolutely. um, you know, I'd love to give you just a few minutes here. You know, if, if 
you know, listeners want to find out more about you or Smart Exteriors, uh, what's the plus, uh, best place to find you? Uh, first place would be the website. It's smartextpros.com. Uh, there, if you're interested, you can download the, the ebook for free. Um, as opposed to going to Amazon and paying for it. Um, and then uh, just on LinkedIn at Stephen Glaze, S-T-E-V-E-N-G-L-A-Z-E. Um, you know, I do blog posts and we post everything there too. So um, if you have a question, reach out to me, message me, and be happy to get back with you. Awesome, man. Again, thanks so much for joining and uh, until next time. No, it's been great, man. Appreciate it.